You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Hey, Frank, what do you get when you team up Disney Plus stars Moon Knight and Obi-Wan? These are real people? Are these friends of yours? You you get four brothers. (laughs) Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Hello, yes, this is the Screener Squad. I'm Bradley Martin, and we're here to talk about Ethan Hawke, who was in Moon Knight, and Ewan McGregor, who are brothers named Ray and Ray, or Raymond and Raymond, or Ray and Raymond. Their father just passed away, and these brothers, who have been estranged, meet up, and Raymond, who we'll be referring to as Ewan McGregor through this review, try not to forget Raymond asks his brother Ray, come to dad's funeral with me. To which Ray, you know, reminds Raymond that horrible man who belittled us, abused us mentally, and whipped us physically our entire lives. You want me to go to his funeral? And Ewan McGregor, as charming as he is, says, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. We're, we're brothers. It's only been five years-ish since we've seen each other. Come on with me. I can't do this alone. I need you. And that scenario plays out. Raymond and Ray on Apple Plus, written and directed by Rodrigo Garcia. A bit dreary, and both men are much too old to come of age. Oh, that's not true. That's never true. (laughs) By the way, I'm Frank. Is it never true? Dad was physically abusive. Now he's dead. Let's go bury him. Like, whoa, I I can't relate to that at all. And I'm feeling lots of empathy and it's overwhelming. That was my experience. Good. No, no. With me to talk about this. (laughs) This is like. There was a knock at the door. With me to talk about this, though, 
I have someone who would always sing the the praises of a person that is passed on. Uh, Neil is with us. Hello. You know, cemeteries are next to a chapel, and she's actually drawn a few beautiful ones. Melina is with us. You're just going to keep going with this on my intros, aren't you? You're personally marketing for me. One of Apple Plus's best films, Uncle Frank, the Frank is also with us. Uh, it was Amazon, but um, but hey, I'm 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 Frank. You got that part right. Yeah, a streaming service, I should yeah. have said. So yes, I'm all I'm I'm all out of sorts from this. Um, my father, uh, love him, and he's still living. Um, I've seen him have a fight once. So I don't know what I hate their dad. At the end of this, I felt no reconciliation. And I was like, their dad sucks. That was a terrible time watching that. But what an incredibly intel- a performance by Hawk and but you McGregor. Know, Bradley, I, Maybe I'll watch it again. You know, Bradley, yes. I thought that I really love that you said that you felt empathy for this. Because I, uh, I know that a lot of audiences, modern audiences, they uh, they want that relatability. They want to see their it's almost like they want to see their their experiences reflected on the screen and um if i can't connect to it if if i don't if i if i can't relate to to what i'm saying well then i can't empathize and i i always feel that movies should be um you know they should be more windows not mirrors and it's it's about you know a different you know different perspective and I, i'm glad that you did find something to empathize you know just on a human level the fact that these two are coming to the end of uh um of a huge huge part of their lives uh i i liked watching that play out i wish it would have played out in a better movie um but (laughs) no but i did like watching it especially like watching it because of them uh it really yeah they they really got into into these two uh damaged characters and i liked that there was no that that there was no clear clean reconciliation in the end because that's very true that that's very true yeah it doesn't tie it up with a nice neat ribbon at the end and send you on your way not at all and i think i would have been fine with that if i think i got the same sense of the movie we just got finished reviewing which was i'm like i don't mind that there's no clear-cut resolution but i do want the film to feel finished Mm-hmm. when we get to the end mm-hmm. and in that case and this one i thought there feels like there's more of this movie there's more of this story that needs to be told you've introduced so many elements and either just kind of left them dangling or seem to believe that you've wrapped them up and it's like almost the movie thinks that they've wrapped up some of these story elements in a satisfying way and i was like well i didn't feel that at all yeah, yeah. I didn't think that we we were anywhere near the the end um when we when we got to the end. I thought this this can't be it. I mean, there I I you know, it feels like there's more for these characters to say. Well, Neil, we haven't heard from you, good sir. Uh, what do you what are your insights into this uh, harrowing jazzy film? <laughs> <laughs> to to say I enjoyed it, it's the wrong phrasing, but I I I enjoyed this experience. I thought it was well done. I felt the resolution. The point was burying their father. And that's where the movie doesn't exactly. And we get a little bit past that, but it's, I mean, it's, it's left wide open of his request at the end 
someone says, why do you do it? And the characters assume it's his, his last chance to lord over us. I don't know if it was completely that reason. I think it's a reason, but it's potentially, I got a vibe of the dad's like, this is the only way you're going to get past me. The only way you're going to let me go is to literally put me in the ground. But we don't know that because there's so much unknown because no one's coming along and spelling it out mm-hmm. for them or for us. Yeah. Um, I think these characters are a tiny bit better by the time we get through these few days. But it's not the life-changing, uh, they're now going to be better people. No, they've – there's – Ray gets a, an instrument back and Raymond gets a small amount of revenge, air quotes, on his father for something his father did to – to, did not to him but to his life. And that they're still damaged. We see that. The one potential relationship that comes out of this goes nowhere because – the woman senses this person's severely damaged. It's not worth it. Um, I would. I was saying after watching it with my wife, like I think this is now my favorite funeral movie. And we were debating this versus death at a funeral. I enjoyed the experience. It's a heavy topic. I can't say I relate necessarily. My my family's as fucked up as anybody else's, but not in this case of all the half brothers. I mean this this funeral has. A trumpet solo, acrobats, a shooting, all sorts of things go on in this small period of time that can't be matched by many other funerals. Do you really think, can I ask you, do you really think that, that um, what one son does, do you think that was driven by revenge? Or do you think he actually felt something? He felt something, but it was also... Because I, because, because, well, well, because I don't really see him as being that... I don't see him as being... Um, he like, didn't pursue it to get revenge, yeah, but I okay. think at the end he's he's... He's seeing it that way because Raymond's pretty even keel, except for two times when that incident is mentioned and he loses it instantly. Like Raymond, the musician, is more passionate because he's not because he's not he's not vicious like that, or he's not uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got char- the character of Ray. Um, uh, I almost said Stephen Hawking. Ethan Hawke, his <laughs> his character. Um, he wears his resentment. Uh, very much on his sleeve. He is very much past the point of mincing words or speaking in pleasantries about his father. Yeah, um, proudly. I would not. It, yeah, almost. I would not call Raymond, Ewan McGregor, even keel. He gives the impression of being even keel. That is definitely how yes. he wants to present himself. Yeah. But there are so many times, usually from the being pretty much jabbed in the ribs by Ray, where you can tell that that bottled up anger that he is not dealt with in a very healthy way just comes rising up to the surface and you're like i think he carries even more resentment and anger than even uh ray does oh yeah he's a stress ball in a human shape but it only he only loses control in those two times when a certain incident's referred to and he blows the fuck up and it takes a bit for him to pull it back in to pretend to be together again but his life is not great either, but he's not in terms with it. Where Ray, I think, is more in terms of like, I'm okay with just being barely okay. Yeah, and yeah. I think that, uh, but I think that Ray cares more about himself. And it's so weird because in certain aspects, he's given up on himself. Um, you know, he, he's happy to just uh, exist. And in other aspects, I think he actually has done work on himself and he does care about himself. Um, I mean, his sobriety. Is something that in a, another film, the char- a character like that 
wouldn't even bother trying to stay sober. And that's something yeah. that he is that that he right. that he has done and he is proud of. And as far as much as he's damaged in other ways, um, that's something that he has that and he is holding on to that and he nothing will compromise that for him. Um and I love I, I love that aspect about that character. And I think you hit on something that if there's really anything that I want to compliment this film for, I have problems with it. But I think my favorite thing about it, something that I was noticing as I was going along, is we see these guys who harbor very apt and understandable anger towards their father. And we're also kind of seeing that almost unbeknownst to them in a lot of ways, we've, we kind of learn that they, in many ways, are repeating the same mistakes that their father made in his life. You know, we get the feeling that uh, he had anger issues. He was in many ways mentally and physically abusive to a certain extent. And in a way, his sons have kind of, they're starting to, they're repeating that, not in the exact same way, but when you are talking about childhood trauma, it's like you will kind of, find over the course of your life that you are living in reaction to that in ways that maybe you don't even quite see. And I think that, yeah, it's, we're not seeing the characters come to that realization, but we are starting to see that. And I really did like that. I thought that was a very nice, subtle touch. Yeah. Like I think they don't I mean, have that for... light bulb moment where they're like, oh my God, it all makes sense, but we're kind of starting to see it. I was wondering how everyone felt about the humor because I thought the humor was um, largely out of place, mainly because um, it felt each laugh felt awkwardly uh, inserted, and I don't, I'm not really sure it did anything. I mean, I guess it was meant, you know, to sort of like offset like, like the heaviness of it. Um, but well, it was dreary enough, so I appreciated the humor. I mean, I don't, but but the humor wasn't that potent. For me, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think. It, no, I, think the laughs I, I were, agree. Were, so, and if, if laughs aren't going to be laughs, then why even have them there? I it guess. definitely has that okay. indie film quirky humor that you're used to yeah. seeing. Um, and sometimes I enjoyed it. Uh, sometimes I thought that it actually was well. It was well placed. Other times I thought this is just awkward. Like there's a whole thing, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But towards the middle section of the film, there are these twins who were introduced who really for no reason at all just start doing acrobatics across the cemetery and i'm like is this just here because they the movie wants to be like look how funny and off kilter we are it's like because this really does it's serve what they do for a living i, yeah. I know that yeah, but yeah. i'm like it really didn't serve any purpose and i was just like this is just no, weird just, that it, this it, is here what would you think of uh vondy curtis hall he plays reverend west and I think he does a excellent job at being a reverend. Mm-hmm. But what did you guys feel about there being a reverend, just trying to do his duty to God, when the person being buried is terrible? I liked his presence. I thought he 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 was a really like um, you know a very calming like sort of influence around you know this sea of like awkwardness and you know silent hostility, sometimes not so silent hostility. Um, I like what he brought to it. I liked his scenes. I liked his dialogue. I liked, um, and he's a you know, his lack of judgment, and uh, he he, yeah. he didn't take offense to anything, and you know he's very empathetic. I, I like that character a lot. Yeah, I I like the actor. I think he does a great job, and I really especially love the banter that he gets with Ethan Hawke's character. That felt very naturalistic. It almost felt just short of improv, 
But I think that, yeah, that nails home, I think, my favorite thing about this movie, which is that despite my issue with the narrative and it not feeling like it really wraps itself up in any way that's meaningful, it just feels like a really great acting exercise for all of these people. Yeah. I really enjoy just watching them talk and go back and forth because I'm like, they're all so good at doing it. I took it as um, another reinforcement of how charming their dad was because it's kind of slowly spelled out. He was deity shopping all his life mm. and he still mm. hadn't settled but he knows he's getting closer to the end of his life. And while he hadn't become a member of this character's uh, congregation, he was still enthralled by him because he was just an interesting character. And we saw little snippets of that through other characters. They're, the, our two main characters are learning more about their dad from other people than they ever did from their dad. And this was yeah. another one of those that he had, he had found their dad really charming and they had struck up a friendship about it but yeah I, I did like a lot of the character he wasn't judgy oh i was saving your dad's soul no he found him as good company the actress who played lucia i thought that she that was a great character i thought and she does make a point of saying um you know I, you know he didn't save me from my marriage but he gave me something i never knew that i needed like he really came to me at a time in my life when i really needed someone like him and I thought that was, um, I thought that was likewise very special. Uh, and it does go to what you're saying. It's like you know the people that we know, um, when whenever we know them, uh, you know, it's just Bradley threw me off because you just laughed right now. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, you know, people are layered. People are. They people are, are complex, and they, you, so. you and and, pe- and people ultimately change. Uh, yeah. And no, yeah. no, it tells me that almost no one is worth writing off. And. Uh, um, I I like that, and I like that 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 she was there at the end to sort of like give Ewan McGregor's character like that little piece of information. Um, yeah, you kind of need to hear that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that too. I think that the closest that this movie has in the way of a mission statement is given to her to deliver, which is everyone is multifaceted. And everyone is going to leave a different impression based on how and when in their life you knew them. That rang very true for me. I have had that in my life with people very close to me. The way that I knew them is not how others did. And my feelings toward them are significantly more complex and in some ways negative than anyone in their life, than a lot of the other people in their life will ever know. But I'm like, I can't take away the relationship you had with them. I can't say that that person did not have a positive effect on your life. That was, I think, great. I think she did a great job at bringing that out. What I didn't like is what they do with her and Ewan McGregor's character, because I was like, that is just fucking creepy. I'm sorry. The heart wants what it wants. Yeah. All right, Bradley. Joke. (laughs) Well, let's staple this end of review with a eulogy. Just put that final nail in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> Which for a funeral movie, it didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. awkward. Final thoughts, uh, Neil. Please, if you will start. I I think I again air quote enjoyed this more than everyone else. That it was this. Uh, it was just to bury their dad, and it didn't need to be. They're going to get fixed or anything like that. And the short fucked up ride that that was, and their 
pretty much just as damaged, but they do. I think they do come out a little bit. This is the the spark that could lead to something. We don't know. Hey, I'll watch a sequel. Uh, Raymond, Ray, and Railer. I don't know. Throw another Ray name in there. Everybody still hates Raymond. Well, well uh, exactly. Yeah. Do an R E Y maybe. There Ray we go. Lance. Or Raymundo, Perfect. Raymundo, like the or something. Um, <laughs> it's it, for me. It continues the the streak that Apple TV it puts out. It does have the feel that it, maybe this was first written as a play, because it is. It could be on this small scale. Of they're mostly at one location, which could have been pulled off, um, and they could have done the other stuff as uh, sidebars to the graveyard or whatever. Um, looking it up, it doesn't appear it ever was a play. It's an original by the director. They they wrote it. Hasn't been produced anywhere else. Um, so maybe some high school can tackle this and give it an even more fucked up perspective on it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten long forgotten trumpets found once again. Frank. I li- I appreciated this for its, uh, for its, for its realism, for the way it treated its characters uh, in a very, you know, honest and true way. I didn't think there was anything false about uh, the people that I was watching. And it's so, um, it's so easy to sort of like want to pretty up your characters. And uh, I think this, I, I always say like uh, anytime someone, when if someone's reviewing anything when they, when they say, Oh, these characters were unlikable or you know, I, I just, I, I, I tune out. I, I can't, that, that that's become, uh, that's at this stage of the game. That's too shallow of a way to read humanity. It just is, you know, not everyone's just can be grouped as likable or unlikable. Um, and I think this movie makes a, uh, a really, uh, makes the best case for that. Like people are complex. They're gray. They're full of contradictions. You know, they're admirable and they're also hypocrites. You know, that's just that. That's people. That's the way that that you know that we were all created. Um, and I love that 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 movie. This movie does that um, really really well. Uh, and that's honestly the reason it's so watchable. It's not a movie that you can enjoy. Uh, as Neil said, but there is something very enriching about it, about watching like broken people um, trying to be less broken in their own small ways. And I think Neil's right. When something does happen um, at the end, with that, you know, now that these two brothers, half brothers, have closed uh, this chapter of their life, they are liberated in a sense. They are a little bit more free, um, that they don't have this shadow of this man whom they you know discarded years ago but it's still sort of hovering over them they don't have that anymore and uh there is a little bit of a sense of hope toward the end um but it's you get the sense that that the the, you know the path down that road is is not going to be an easy one for either one of them um and i i really appreciated that i think the only thing that didn't work for me was the humor i i didn't feel it was necessary i think uh the story is strong enough in its own. I think that audiences c- can take uh, these these kind of dramatic beats all the way through um, and be okay. Uh, and as a result, it just felt awkward. And it also felt awkward uh, and, uh, and unnecessary. Um, and what's worse, they weren't like, the jokes weren't even that funny. Uh, and it's a shame. But what are you going to do? They can all be winners. 
So I am kind of <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel seen by that oh, statement. <laughs> we all feel seen by that statement, Bradley. Wait, it's the number of jokes I told that just like landed with a thud. Man. Yeah, so I am going to go ahead and give this, because I didn't get to say this on another review, I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, 7 out of 10 Michelle Pfeiffer's, because uh, <laughs> man, the Wasp Quantumania trailer dropped today, and had, she had some good moments in that trailer, and Bradley can't wait to watch it with me. Right, Bradley? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last one was so good. No, it wasn't, but you know, maybe this one will be. <laughs> Okay, just shit on one movie at a time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, M- Melina, Melina. Well, I'm yay. glad you got to get that out, Frank. I am actually very happy for you there. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that uh, there are many aspects to this film that I do enjoy. I think that we've touched on, surprisingly, a lot of them. There, I do appreciate the very complex human elements that they uh, explore here. I think that the more subtle, the more subtle ones are those that are not they're all between the lines of what the people are saying rather than what they are actually talking about. This is a very talky film. And I would agree, Neil, that that does make it feel very much like a play in a lot of ways. In fact, if they were to uh, rework this into a play or even make sort of a, a sort of sequel, because towards the end you get the idea that these brothers are going to meet again and they're probably going to have a heart to heart as to what they've just been through. And I'm like, if you guys wanted to make a full production with the two of them just sitting in a room reflecting on everything that's happened to them over the course of this week, this weekend, or a day even, um, I'm for it. Because I do think that the dialogue is written very well. Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke, I think, play off each other wonderfully. And in many ways, I think that's what elevates this past some of the things I didn't quite enjoy, which was I did think that there were a lot of loose ends. I thought there were some characters in here that were brought in in a way that just felt, it felt superfluous. I'm like, why is this person here other than to just nail home the already very obvious fact that, yes, your father was a real piece of work. Um, I kind of got it at this point. (laughs) That said, I did enjoy the humor sometimes. I think, like I said, the acting is pretty much across the board fantastic. And I love the score to this film. You know, it's just this nice rolling jazzy blues, uh, not aria, but you know what I'm getting at. It's late. Um, But yes, I'm going to give this seven out of 10 very cringy gifts from your dad. Very good. So I ain't got much more to add at all. Y'all covered it very well. I enjoyed these performances very much, and I am glad to empathize for not just flawed characters, very human characters, uh, also in the midst of a grief that I couldn't even imagine. Like, wow, this is a heavy premise. And maybe you try to lift it with some friends, because honestly, I didn't enjoy the experience, but I really enjoyed talking about it with you all three. Uh, Neil, thank you so much for your insights, too, being the champion of this movie. I'm going to give this one 7 out of 10 Cemetery Acrobats. <laughs> I legit think that they would liven up every funeral in, in a good way, you know? I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, <laughs> yeah. my funeral, I might you know, I want some acrobats. <laughs> I'd invite them. Imagine a little kid. Yeah. 
It's the little child graveside. I miss my mom. Hey, kid, want to see some somersaults? You want to walk on your hands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to carry yourself from now on, kid, if your mother's gone. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs>